Mother Man. Hi, this is Zilsa Coach, and when I take people's tattoos, I do it to murder metal mayhem. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal God damn, what God the fuck's going damn, on? damn, motherfuckers, what's up? I definitely cannot do a German accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very interesting take on it, but hey, it's Murder Metal Mayhem. It's Tuesday. We're doing that thing we do here at Horns High Studios on the Horns High Podcast Network. We finally hit that episode 150 last week, and now bringing in 151. So 151 all Chris day. loves 151. I mean, I don't mind it. I'll drink it. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I got Joey and Chris here, of course. Uh, how's everybody doing? You guys getting all fired up for the big full terror assault show? Smoking. Hell By yeah. By y'all hear this, we'll be You'll there. You'll be down there, yeah. We'll be there. Hell That's yeah. awesome. And that goes on for how many days? Uh, Wednesday, we get down there for the pre-party party, and then Sunday, we leave. Yep. Wow. So... A lot, yeah, of, Sunday, lot of debauchery yeah. going on. Yeah, three there. days oh. of music. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, music. And Wednesday's That's just awesome. like fucking everybody getting together. And mostly and I'm super stoked because I've never seen Exodus before. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, One so, of the best live bands I've ever seen. Yep, so that's they're my really biggest draw. All over this. it. Uh, very cool. Well, awesome. We're going to talk about that in the metal segment. Oh, yeah. uh, shirts we got on tonight. Chris, what do you got going oh, on? Oh, no, what do you there? think it says, Pete? I can't read it. So it says that's, malignant rot. Uh, okay, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I got my malignant rot shit on. <laughs> I try Texas. with the death metal logos, but some of them are rough, man. Some of them are rough. Malignant okay. rot, very okay, cool. Dude. Texas. Nice. And Joey, what about you? Uh, I'm wearing the Virulent Excision shirt, uh, which is my buddy Miguel's band from Chicago. Hell yeah. Puts on CDF. Of course, Virulent Excision played Brutal. Art of Illinois Fest last year, and they've they're playing Doing big things. FTA this year, too. Right? Yeah, Are so they? they're playing yeah, full they're time. Playing oh, nice. Yeah, I think they open up Friday. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. And, of course, I got my Carl Panzram yeah. shirt on. Shit, yeah, Had to get nasty tonight because we're getting nasty with this one. Yeah. This is about as bad as they get uh, with just some of the awful stuff. So we're going we're gonna to get a nut. And I thought Carl Panzram was a good choice yeah. for sure tonight. All right, last week, as we mentioned, the marathon, 150th. I checked, guys. We were two minutes over the previous, which was the BTK episode. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, BTK episode was like two minutes, 55. This was 257 or 258. It was just, just, a, hot, just a minute short of, uh, of three hours, which is nuts. Sorry, guys. It was brutal, <laughs> but uh, it was a good one. Uh, we talked about the iconic columbine massacre i mean just a huge event in our lifetime uh you know here just barely over 20 years ago but it's still it's fresh and that 1999 attack left 15 dead and a bunch wounded and so many more emotionally torn up by it uh definitely changed the way active shooter incidents were responded to from police so we talk about that quite a bit in there. Um, it was a good one. And like I said, the longest episode of Murder Metal Mayhem is that one. So Boom. go check it out. Get your money's worth, Chris. You know, 
CK called in to talk about Pantera, Fuck which that. is his favorite, uh, you know, or a favorite, I should say, of a lot of metalheads from this era, the right. 90s. You know, they were so Pantera dominating for metal music back in the day dude. yeah i mean they were really there when a lot of bands were kind of floundering and that's the the grunge thing was was really hot um so they were a huge band in the history of metal and just a lot of our listeners dig on it so that was oh. badass and then joey your story about following the grateful dead was good man <laughs> yeah. that was good very funny uh so yeah that all makes Never for a long episode the, never saw the band once <laughs> right so good stuff if you <laughs> missed it awesome. go check it out episode 150 <laughs> a lot of you have already listened we surpassed 1200 <laughs> listens today which is big for a new episode uh at this point so thank you guys that that's really cool and okay. uh it was oh, a yeah. good one all right, tonight, though, we've got another brutal one for sure. Gruesome as all hell. Ilsa Coke uh, was cock. known as, or cock, if you want to say it as cock. <laughs> that's how I heard some of them pronounce it. Uh, C or K-O-C-H. So we, I'm uh, going with Coke. Uh, Add another O, it's cooch. <laughs> the bitch of Buchenwald. You could just call her bitch yeah, and we'll know who you're right, talking about. Much. Uh, after her husband was the commandant of the Buchenwald concentration camp from 1937 to 1941, she did some of the most horrible shit to these poor prisoners there. She even went as far as to demand that they were tortured and killed. And if she liked their tattoos, Chris, she oh, would fucking point them out. And have them skinned so she could keep the skin with the tattoo as a memento. I mean, how fucked up is that? Some of the skins, Joey, were made into lampshades and really was, fucked up like Eddie Gein. She was Gein being very resourceful. Stuff. She was. <laughs> yeah, you she could was. Say that. Uh, and, you know, Gein would have happened only a few years before this. So, I mean, yeah. she could have very well have seen, you know, those headlines and got some ideas. Who knows? But she is an absolute piece of shit, um, and uh, we've done a couple of Nazis before, and those episodes are rough. Uh, we'll be talking about this horrible human being, if you can even call her that, after what she did. But, uh, of course, that'll be in our murder segment, so... Get CK warming up, ready to throw down. As always, he's feeling good today, he said, so that's awesome. Oh, um, yeah. He's going to be doing the German band Vendetta. I don't know a damn thing about them. Never even heard them before I found the music. But they are pretty fucking cool, so I'm digging on them. Uh, and we're going to learn about that. We're featuring all German bands tonight since we're doing the Ilsa Coke episode. So, uh, you know what sucks? We're going to play some Vendetta. Like most of my machines at work are made in Germany, so certain fucking errors pop up on the screen. It's oh. in German. I'm like, God damn it! I can't even <laughs> read this. How the fuck? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's fucking like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so all German bands tonight singing though in English, Chris. Uh, CK fired up as always, and of course we'll talk to him in the metal segment oh, as yeah. always. Got a good killer cage match tonight. This is an interesting one, Chris. We got some listeners, yes, though, that do. gave us some random numbers we want to say thank you to. We got Christy Gran or Grain. I'm assuming Gran. Yeah, Christy I'm Gran, guessing Gran, Gran, like Gran of Dope. Like Gran of Dope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody Durst oh, and yeah, uh, Cody Holly Durst. Joe Ziggler. How's it going, y'all? Thank awesome. you for the numbers. Thanks for listening. Check very shit cool. Out. Very cool. 
Uh, we got a good matchup uh, tonight, Joe. We've got a couple people fighting to death in a cage. Who we got uh, uh, old, lining up for old this Old number one? 17, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oof. Milwaukee Cannibal. He's going to be fighting Dream the City candy Cannibal. man of Houston, Dean Coral. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a fucking, that's two. Yeah. Pretty good matchup, yeah. really, and, I mean, and oddly similar in a lot of ways, too. They would hang out and have a few beers They together. would. Oh, now what happened Maybe a little bit that. more. Yeah, you know, maybe know. a little bit more. Uh, they'll have two objects to fight with and a variable to keep it interesting. The variable this week is good. I can't wait. So that's going to be in our Mayhem segment, as always. So thank you to everybody out there listening. Uh, keep seeing the numbers coming in. This week's episode was a big one. We had 2,800 listens, which is good. It's almost 3,000. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, you know, again, 1,200 for the new one. So we got a lot of people Fuck yeah. still listening to the old ones. Man, did you guys notice Canberra, Australia is tied for number two city listening. Uh, That's the capital of Australia. Um, for uh, number two, tied with uh, Bloomington nice. uh, for number one, number two city. Chicago still number one. But uh, Canberra, Australia, number two. And then um, um, Manitoba uh, in Canada, uh, they uh, they were like number five or six. Oh, and yeah. then um, uh, Melbourne, Australia was number 10. So we had two Australian cities in Get our top Australia. 10 and a fucking Canadian fucking city. That's awesome. So very, very cool. So we really do appreciate that. Uh, that's just so cool to hear. So thank you, guys. Uh, well, Chris, Joey got a lot on our plate tonight. Going to be taking a little trip across the pond, a little plane ride, Chris, to Germany. Yeah. Drinking some good German beer. I know you'll uh, like that. I like beer, but I don't know. Uh, some man. pretty good food, too. <laughs> and trying not to run into some crazy bitch who wants to turn us into a fucking lampshade. So Fuck, what do we got to so do? Let's fucking get our motor on. Yeah, man, some skeleton pit. Shit, yeah. The evil horde. I love those guys. Another great German band, and we're going to feature uh, German music all night tonight. We interviewed uh, Patrick from Skeleton Pit yep. and featured him on the show. Yeah. So we love those guys and thought I'd throw them in the hat with this one. So very cool. All right, tonight we're going to be talking about a real piece of human debris, Ilsa Coke. Cock, whatever you want to call her. Cock. Cock. Uh, the bitch of Buchenwald would earn that nickname a thousand times over with the horrible shit that she did. While her husband was the man in charge of that Buchenwald concentration camp from 19... 19- death camp. That wasn't a concentration no, camp. No, it wasn't actually a death camp. There were Fuck. six death camps, but that was a concentration camp, which is where they put them to work more than that were there to just die. Dude, but they worked them to death. Yeah, pretty much. But the Either other way, ones, like camp. Auschwitz, they like were there to die. Like right. there was no other purpose. Um, but Buchenwald, I mean, you, had, you had a three-week fucking no three-month 
Oh, three yeah, months. Yeah, three month basically, life you have a three month life expectancy. That's a death yeah. camp. It's a death camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I'm just saying because I thought the like, same thing. I was using them interchangeably, yeah, not like the oven camps. But I actually right. looked it up, and it was like there were six death camps and yeah. then a thousand concentration right. camps. And the concentration camps were brutal, and a lot of people, like you said, died yeah. within a short time. But they were there to work. I yeah. mean, that's what they did. Uh, from 1937 to 1941, but she was the center of a sensational trial that was accusing her of taking human body parts as souvenirs and of inmates' tattoos, their skin, and doing things with it, like having lamp shades <laughs> made. And I saw something about using thumbs for her light switches for her light switches, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is I saw fucked that up. Too. I was like, "Holy shit!" So dude, she is fuck? a sick fucking bitch, the bitch of Buchenwald. So Chris, the last time we covered a Nazi was when we did our episode on Rudolf Hess, a much different character. Yeah, it's been a minute, but his uh, escape and potential body double was more the story. Whereas this one's going to get in the trenches, but. You know, the, the Nazis, the death camps, the concentration camps, some of the worst shit. And she I mean, was just nasty, man. Like, it's freaking, they're fucking Nazis. They were out, they were literally out to fucking just obliterate an entire fucking yeah. race, basically. Mm -hmm. Anybody they didn't like. So, yeah, they did some right. bad shit that's not kosher at all. No, Like, no. two millions of people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like some of the most awful stuff ever. Um, exactly the opposite of kosher. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, uh, they that, fucking, like, that's not all Germans, though. That's just no, Nazi Germany back in the day. That's yeah, of course, of course. Now, Joey, how much did you know about old Ilsa? You said you knew her as a different... Uh, yeah, I'd be in a horror movie, but if, I, if somebody said Ilsa, the first thing I'd think of is She-Wolf of the SS. It was an old fucking B-Ray horror flick. Oh, yeah. So that's what I would have thought about. But obviously I knew it was based on a real, you know, not to character. Person, right. But until we did this, I never really looked much into her Interesting. Case like I would have with Angel of Death or, you know. Oh, sure. But. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I was kind of, I really didn't know anything about her. I mean, she's, the, after, you know, reading up on Ilsa, like, I put her up there with fucking... Catherine Knight and fucking Rosemary West is some mean ass bitch. Oh, exactly. yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, dude. For dude. Big time. Uh, now, a brief statement from me about this subject. Um, I'm honestly, as we all are, repulsed by anything that has to do with concentration camps, death camps. Um, I had a neighbor growing up in Bethel, Connecticut, that was Jewish, and her parents came over for a cookout. And I was talking to you guys about this before the show, and they had the tattoos on the inside right. of their forearm from being in the camps. Uh, it was fucking crazy to see it in person, and I knew what it meant. And this little kid asked them what it was, and the guy tried to, you know, basically said it was about something bad and kind of left it there, you know. But I knew what it was, and it just made it so real to me to see these people you know, at this cookout where I am, and they'd been through that. Like, wow. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously as children, but still very, very fucked up. Um, it wasn't only Jews that were put in those places. There were Italians, Greeks, others that were not blonde-haired and blue-eyed, and that's what they thought was that Aryan perfect race. Um, I know that we have a lot of German listeners, and definitely, as you guys pointed out, I echo... We are in no way saying that all Germans were on board with this. This is, 
you know, almost a hundred years ago, and obviously nobody listening to this show it's like was old there at that time. Alcoholics, because they're not. They're not. They're not. There's a few normal ones. I mean, yeah. <laughs> shit. so all, yeah, I just want to be really clear about that. Yeah. It's really just want to be clear about that. You know, um, and Chris, Joey, I know you guys. You know, right, we yeah. agree here on this. Um, now, Ilsa was born Ilsa Kohler in 1908 in Dresden, Germany, to a pretty normal household. Her father was a former member of the German army. He was a commander. And as far as I could tell, she had a pretty normal childhood. She's happy, friendly, neighbors. You know, people spoke highly of her as a, as a child. You know, she was right. pretty normal. Um, at age 15, she left school to go work at a cigarette factory. Yeah, 15 back in the day, you could work at a oh, cigarette. Yeah. Now oh, you got to yeah. be 21 to even buy a cigarette. That's true, like, that's true. Fuck, man? <laughs> uh, but eventually, she would go back to school to be an accountant, which led to a job as a bookkeeper. Uh, as Germany is still recovering from their defeat in World War One, there's a big, you know, uh, bad economy. And she becomes active in the Nazi party because, unfortunately... It's times like that that a party like this can sweep in. People are depressed. You know, yeah, the, the economy's terrible. Exactly. They're looking for something. And, of course, they candy coat it to make it seem like it's, you know, the poor being helped and, you know, that we're going to even the score. You know, you guys right. should be, you know, shouldn't be in this situation. And, of course, who's not going to get behind that? And that's the way they candy coat this to where you don't even realize what it's really about. Um, so on the surface, this sounds really good to her uh, being so poor. Um, and, and as deep as Ilsa was in it, it's because they were saying most people were swayed over probably about like late 30s, 37, 38 to join the Nazi party. Where she, back in 1933, she was about it. And so she already had a whole already you know, had a whole mental yeah she had five it. years of interest invested in this political party oh sure so and she had been around basically up. since the beginning of it right oh yeah and she had a lot of friends in that yeah um, now while that's going on Hitler was a corporal in the German army after World War One he is in a hospital recovering he hears that Germany has surrendered and he's like devastated and that would really cement. His view on the world and his desire to become, you know, the person uh, in charge. Yeah, person I'm going to make this well, right. Yeah. Germany should not be bowing to these people. He want to be the HNIC, <laughs> right? I guess the head Nazi in charge. I so. guess. <laughs> yes, uh, now, after uh, at first, like I said, the anti uh, the Nazi party's anti communist, <laughs> so that would have a big appeal. They were anti-capitalist, so that would be you know a big thing with the poor, uh, by and large, and also pro-nationalist. Gets a little confusing. It was later that the party would be begin to shift to that anti-Semitism that most people would know about the Nazis, and that, of course, means that they're anti-Jew. Uh, so it would have been easy for Ilsa to fall into this trap of supporting them and becoming you know part of that brainwashed you know group. Uh, it's sort of how things are here with college kids that support some very left-leaning groups because on paper it sounds really good. But then later, you know, when you live your life and you're paying taxes and you're, you know, seeing that, like, this isn't the way, you know, you, you, you heard about it in the, you right, know. That ain't what you told me. Yeah, and, and then you start to get 
the the gist of the real world and a lot of people get away from that now some people stay there but most people as they get older kind of move more toward the center or even right um because of that so i've seen it myself you know as i've gotten older things i didn't care about then i care about now you know it's just it's just natural um but it's packaged in a way that seems very good on the surface. You know, like communism sounds good. You know, everybody's going to get what they need. We're all for the common good, you know, and all this. That sounds really good. But, when it, you know, how does it really work out? You don't. Yeah. You don't realize that the person in charge is like literally ruling your life and you can't do anything about it. Like there's no there's no. Uh, you know, campaign, there's no, no, that's who's that's in charge and fuck is, you. The way it is, yeah. And that's not a good thing. So that that's bad. Now, Chris Ilsa had friends in the paramilitary groups of the Nazi party, like the SS and the SA. What is the SA? Social look, atrocities. <laughs> I, know, okay, I looked right, it up right, and right. it's like a German word that's like 40 letters long. <laughs> I don't know. All I right. can't even tell All you. Right, cool. But it's like the SS. It's like an elite group. Right. of the Nazi party, these uh, these two. And uh, this would be where she would find her, her future husband, Carl Otto Koch, and that would change her life big time. Dude, like, And he was like 10 years older than her too, which whatever. Right. Like, but I think she was like, what, like 17 or some shit? Uh, I think she was in her 20s was by then. Was she in her 20s? But yeah, he was 10 years old, but definitely changed her life because he's way up in the SS running... The concentration camps and shit. Yeah. Like, so she... She definitely gets a bump this, up. And, yeah, and, she yeah. comes into this like, oh, fuck, I get to rule shit now, too? Right. Like, basically. The, oh, yeah. She, she gets she a did. fucking cocky as fuck, oh, man. Dude, she gets a fucking head go like, <laughs> all right. Cocky. Yeah, cocky. <laughs> nice. Uh, Carl was a mid-level officer in the SS. He had a background, though, in petty crime. Uh, Ilsa had a job as a guard and secretary at the Saxonhausen concentration camp where her fiancé, Carl, was the commandant there. And then the infernal couple got married, 1936. Boom. And in 37, he becomes the commandant of the brand new, the biggest concentration camp of them all. The Buchenwald camp. So, dude, the fucking the prisoners had to build their own fucking shit. Too. I know that's just so fucked like, up. You know, the original prisoners there built their fucking prison. Oh like, yeah, that's like back fuck. in the day, like when we did the Vlad the Impaler episode. Like when they took over people, they enslaved them and then forced them to build these monuments to like glorify right. them. That's just like, so fucked fuck, up. Man. You know, ten. 15, 20 years of somebody's life, you're a slave to build a monument to the, the person that's enslaving you. you. Yeah. That is a mind fuck of all. But he was brutal as hell, uh, forcing them to live in small, like, dog houses to contort to that. Just it's so fucked up to think. And then the worst, putting hot tar in their ass if they did anything wrong. Fuck. So pouring hot tar in your butthole, that would be bad. Dude. Yeah. That is, talk about swamp ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty rough. And that's I the got, kind of shit we're talking about. I eat about. a lot of hot sauce, so I mean, yeah. I don't want none of that. <laughs> no, that's brutal. Because that dries, and then you're completely plugged up. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we have some listeners that maybe don't know what a concentration camp is. And for simplicity, it is a prison where the inmates are innocent 
and often Jewish. And since that's who the Nazis hated, that's who was in those camps for the most part. Uh, they were treated absolutely fucking horribly. We've seen the pictures. These emaciated, you know, people are just skeletons. It's absolutely horrid uh, what they did. And, and oftentimes worked them literally to death. Uh, the Nazis believed that the Jewish people were in charge of businesses and keeping the German people down. And so they believed in this perfect Aryan race where everyone was like them, blonde hair, blue eyes. And uh, so in addition to Jews, as I mentioned, Italians, Greeks, other ethnic groups were also put in these camps and exterminated. But mostly, like I said, mostly they were Jewish, Jewish. people. Uh, there were more than a thousand of these concentration camps across Germany and other parts of Europe that they conquered. Uh, there were six death camps, and those would be also known as extermination camps like Auschwitz and Dachau and some of those. They were used solely for the purpose of killing the prisoners. Uh, millions, as Chris, you said, millions. Unfucking believable. Yeah. Most of them were gassed, which is just yeah. absolutely terrible. Uh, Joey, some of the worst stuff to watch and hear about the treatment of these people in these camps. Um, it's amazing that they got away with it for so long. I don't even know. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's scary to think about. I mean, what they did was probably the largest human atrocity of all time. Right. Um, right. It, but the fact is, is that in certain corners, that shit happens on a smaller level, whether it be with sex trafficking or drug cartels or you know, just shitty governments and other places. And yeah, that, that was just a it, huge it's, spectrum it's of it. What I think, uh, I think what made people understand something, you know, whenever Germany did what they did was they started off fucking in a small spot, Poland or whatnot, trying to gain control. And before you know it, they're trying to gain control of everything. Oh yeah. And it happened so fast. It's like, man, as a world, we have to have people that can keep that in check so that never happens again. Right. That somebody can take over like that. Mm -hmm. Because, I don't know, that's fucking scary. Yeah, thank God the U.S. stepped in and fucking took care of business, man. Yeah. Now, Buchenwald is one of the first concentration camps, and as I mentioned, the largest one the Germans built. It was near Weimar, Germany, uh, believed to uh, nearly 56,000 prisoners were killed there of the 280,000 that passed through. So again, yes, that's a high number of people, of course, but they were there to work, um, and that's they did, and that's uh, how many died doing it um, from 1937 to 1945, so eight years of that. Um, and finally the U S liberated the camps came in and saved all these people. I mean, I can't imagine being a part of a group to come upon something like that. Oh, like, no. wow. Uh, the book, uh, the beasts of Buchenwald, uh, that I'm going to mention later has some really good stuff about what that was like and pictures of the guys that came in, the officers that came into the camp at first and, what they saw and pictures of right. them with the people. It's pretty, pretty moving stuff. Um, so the primary use of this camp would be for slave labor. So no gas chambers were there, but still absolutely abysmal. Uh, the SS officers at Buchenwald built houses just outside the gates of the prison so yeah, the inmates yeah, you know, could see a, them. Yeah. Like cock, 
cock. Cock. Right. <laughs> fucking, I mean, they had a whole fucking mansion. Yeah, Those they had the a mansion place. built. Yeah. And like all these prisoners, slaves working for them. Like, right. Constantly, dude. And, and the other, watch, like you, said, you know. The other prisoners like see this, like, right. I am here and you're just fucking taking over what? Exactly. Why? Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. So uh, definitely uh, terrible and uh, an absolutely horrible place. Now, most of the wives uh, spent their time cooking, cleaning, and taking care of their kids, but not Ilsa, man. She, she had shit. the slaves. She hated that shit. She right. had, yeah, she had slaves to do all that stuff for her. So she had a fucking nanny, took care of the kids. I mean, she didn't do shit, didn't clean, didn't cook. She had her husband spend about sixty-five grand, which today would be worth a million bucks. Yeah. On a fucking indoor sports arena, Chris. So rider, she, could, she loved riding horses, man. Yeah. And like, so she had an indoor fucking riding area built for her to ride her horse inside if the weather's bad or whatever. Yeah. Say something like fucking 30 something people died during the building. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Something like that. But she's like, whatever, I'm tromping yeah. around on my horse. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could see you, though. I mean, down there at Full Terror riding around on a horse, man. I mean, That'd be kind of no, cool. There's music in the background, which she had. Right. She fucking straight up had like a prison <laughs> band like following right. her around playing music. Playing like, like circus she's, music. Yeah, while she's on her fucking horse, dude. Yep. That is just fucked up, man. That is just fucked up. Yeah, and they took, they stole money. Her and her husband stole jewelry and stuff from these fucking prisoners, and used that to pay for the fucking sports arena. So how fucked up is that? It was like uh, having the prisoners write letters to their parents saying or family or whatever saying send all this money, right? Won't fucking kill this person. They'd get the money and kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, yeah. They got the money. They got that money, though. Wow. That's a dollar, hustle dollar right bills, there. <laughs> that is some fucked up shit. That's for sure. Uh, she was known to dress very provocatively and would tease these male inmates. Yeah, if they look at her. Yeah. No good. Yeah, she would have them shot or tortured to death, which is fucked up. Dude, I was sick of what they got, like, fucking have the fucking one of the SS or whatever, the guards at the prison or whatever, just take a fucking stick and start whacking them in the cock with the fucking stick. Like, right. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? No. <laughs> That's what they call me, Ilsa Cock. Ilsa Cock. <laughs> yes. She would use these prisoners around the house, primarily teenage boys. That's convenient. Uh, she would have the prisoners led by her house so she could be out there, you know, Laying around like and scantily clad or yeah. in her bedroom where they would have to come in and feed her and all this. And she's almost naked and she's trying to get them to stare at her. And if they did, they get that torture. They get fucking tortured or killed. Uh, sometimes she would have the prisoners outside her home stripped naked while she laid out provocatively. And anybody that got hard would be fucking shot or looked at her. I mean, that's just fucked up. Um, you're talking about one sadistic fucking bitch. Oh, I mean, yeah. legit. The she-wolf, man. Dude, yeah, she's not cool. No. She loved to spend time inside the prison gates also helping with these experiments they did on the inmates. Now, this is not like Joseph Mengele shit, but it's still fucked up. Uh, so she claimed that she was there to assist the doctor, Dr. Eric Wagner um, and his studies on tattoo and tattoos and how they affect criminality, not to be confused with the late singer of the band Trouble, Eric Wagner, spelled differently, right. 
But Eric Wagner is uh, this guy's doctor's Erich. name. Yes, <laughs> with an H at the end. Uh, that is where the story started about her taking skin with tattoos for keepsakes. And she would use Jewish prisoners to make these small trinkets with skin and send them to SS officers as Christmas gifts. See, she would straight up watch them out, like be on her fucking horse, watching all the prisoners outside. And like if she saw tattoos on their bodies they liked, yeah. she'd write down their fucking number that's right. tattooed on their arm. And a couple of days later, they're dead. And she's they're got dead. And she's, she's got, got the, skin. the tattoo skin. Like, what the fuck? That dude? is really fucked up, man. She'd be stoked with some of the fucking sleeves and shit people have now. Right. Yeah, oh, these yeah. Days, dude, she'd yeah. be like, that one, that yeah, one, Yeah, this that isn't one, like Donald one, Duck, right. you know, with a crayon, you know. This right. is like legit. She'd be like, holy shit, I got a whole fucking art gallery out here. So her husband, Carl, he sent away to open up another concentration camp. So Ilsa's I have known. to go away to work. I have to open new camp. <laughs> another camp. Business is good. Uh, Ilsa is known to have various affairs with other SS officers at Buchenwald. She's a whore. Needless to say, the other wives are not liking old Ilsa. Oh, all no. They, they fucking hate her. Fucking can't fucking stand her. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the way she's acting, who the fuck would? Um, but she's all about watching these fucked up experiments. I think these women are afraid of her. Uh, plus her, you know, notoriety of yeah. how she treated people. Yeah, these, and they're in charge. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to do other than fucking toe the company line? I mean, really. Uh, from 1942 or in 1942, the SS would arrest her and Carl for embezzlement and for killing the prisoners they stole from to avoid them testifying against them. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to fucking. Yeah. There was that one story that I fucking about Carl. He fucking. Uh, Went to this doctor for, uh, uh, God damn it, syphilis. Yeah. And ended up killing the fucking doctor just because he wanted to try and keep his fucking disease a secret. So he's like, <laughs> there's only one way to fucking... He's like, now I know I have it, but you can't let people but, know. Right, exactly. That's fucked up. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, that is pretty fucked up. I didn't hear that one. Wow. And it's crazy to think, uh, like, I never really thought about it that way, like, the SS trying people and arresting them for crimes. I know. I was surprised, too. Because you just assume they'll just come in and wipe you out. Right. right. That's true. Yeah, they're just going to come in. I was really surprised, too. I didn't think I'd ever heard of that kind of thing. So Joey Buchenwald is liberated. The U.S. brought the German people from the town to see these items just to prove it. So they could understand, like, hey, this, like, really happened. What were some of the things that they had out there for display? Do you know? I, they bring all these people out, and it's like a fucking public, like like you said, a public display. There is just thousands of people out, and they've got this table set up in the middle of the courtyard, and they've got things like a lamp that was made with the human skin, and it was basically commissioned by Ilsa, you know, they said the commandant's wife, but that's who they were referring to. Um, they found heads that were, I think they said, shrunken to a fifth of their size. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's what I yeah. saw, too. Uh, you know, like you said, the, the the correlation with the Ed Gein shit, I mean. yeah. Well, Ed Gein was after her, dude. No, it was before, a couple of years before. Yeah. Not much. But, so that's why I think it's pretty possible uh, that's where she got the idea. But what I thought was classic, knows? too, is... Uh, Gein was in the 50s, bro. Joey was saying the 30s. Oh, maybe. Was. I Gein can't was remember. Gein was in the 50s, dude. Okay. Gein was like 54 to 57. 
Okay. Which makes sense now. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but that does make sense. We probably found, have found uh, books. They found books. Look. Fucking. Yeah, there you go. You we got the newspaper headline. What does it say, Joey? Yeah, right here. Span of crimes, 54, Chris 57. is right, 57. So yeah. I was thinking it was I before. did say it was earlier last yeah. year. Yeah, so no, nonetheless, one got the idea from the other. So let me say, that makes total sense now, because what I was about to bring up was... Dean was all into that true crime Dean was shit. into right, those detective magazines. They found, books. And the, yes. they found books about her in his house. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that, that makes, makes total sense. sense. I mean, yeah, we corrected ourselves. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we did. That's how we, uh, that's how we operate. <laughs> But, um, you know, just unbelievable uh, that Gein would have been, you know, on the heels of this. So yeah. definitely getting some, getting some inspiration. Uh, Ilsa would be tried in an American military court at Dachau in 1947. Originally, she's given a life sentence, but then that's overturned and reduced to only four years. A hard labor, though, which she only did two. So yeah. unfucking believable. <laughs> German people, little fucking pissed off. I don't blame them. Yeah, like plus the rest of the let, world. Yeah, plus, the re- yeah, exactly that. Why are you letting her out after yeah, two years? Yeah, all of that. All this. Yeah, really bad. They're outraged, and somehow they're able to retry her in 1950. So I don't, you know, things are obviously That's different weird, in different yeah. countries. Maybe it was a technicality. I didn't dig that deep in that. But one of the lamps she had made with human skin for the shade uh, and a human foot and shin bone for the rest of it pretty fucked up almost like that right except we got an arm we've got a fake one but yeah it looks very much like that i'm sure i'm gonna make a real one now (laughs) uh it was a major part of the trial i saw in the lampshade showed a human nipple and a tattoo on the lampshade boom from what this person said that they saw it was a major part of the trial right but the witness claimed that she unveiled this lamp at a birthday party she threw for herself, and the lamp was destroyed by the SS soon after because they were worried people would fucking find out about it and didn't want her to get, you know, or them to, you know, have to deal with that. But the witness from the party where this was unveiled said he saw it and explained it in great detail, but it was gone. So, you know, that that's how she was able to get away with this shit. Uh, more so than what she should have got at first, at least. Wouldn't it be crazy if somebody just had like an old like relative or whatever that's found, and they found some hidden box in their fucking attic or yeah. basement, and they open it up and it's like one of them fucking lamps? Like <laughs> that would. Where be the fuck, fuck did you get that? <laughs> right, or like something Ed Gein had made for some fucking passerby or something. Right, right. Yeah. Or you yeah. bought like, it at a yard sale yeah. for fifty yeah. cents to get it home. Like, oh my god, you know. That's a fucking nipple. Right? <laughs> God damn it. That's that's Chris's tattoo there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, more than 250 witnesses testified in the West German courtroom. Uh, Ilsa collapsed at some point during the trial, had to be taken out. Poor Ilsa. Yeah, this um, is the second. She was pregnant, too. She yeah. got fucking pregnant while she was in prison. I know, right? Like, yeah. yeah, she's a fucking like, hoe. What guard, else she got to do in prison? I mean... Uh, I guess. <laughs> it was another prisoner, apparently. So uh, She was not found guilty of war crimes, but for murder and was given a life, sentences, uh, life sentence. Her appeals, of course, led nowhere. Ilsa and Coke did, or Carl had one son and two daughters. 
the son committed suicide after the war because he just couldn't live with what they did and they get disgraced. Right? Like, oh, so what that's the fuck? fucked I up. I was part of this, basically. Right. Because he was raised there. Uh, the two daughters uh, also were raised at the camp. Uh, they got married and led normal lives and had nothing to do with her at all after that. Uh, apparently, Ilsa, as you mentioned, Chris, got pregnant and had another son with a prisoner there at the at the prison. And despite knowing who his mother was and what she did, he visited her regularly. After he got older, he wanted to know who his parents were, and he, you know, obviously got to that. And he uh, he visited her monthly. Uh, he denied that his mother actually did anything that she was accused of. Uh, she wanted him to get her a lawyer to help her get out of prison. And when that doesn't work out, she kind of gives up, Chris. Uh, not really maybe wanting to do a life bit. She's I mean, 60. Sometimes you got to take some uh, bed sheets, tie them all in knots, wrap it around your right. neck, and <laughs> just off yourself sometimes, yep. dude. And I've done she, it twice today. <laughs> she, she hanged herself in her cell, 1967, yes, the year I was born. So that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, so yeah, that's, you know, the I, end of that. So. I think it's funny that the, she had no problems putting other people to death, but then no problems putting herself to death either. Like you would think like she, as little as she went through in her prison stint and she looked at everything. I think maybe she looked at everything that yeah. she saw was going on when all these people were in prison for nothing. Right. Maybe it's like, Oh, maybe I need to die. But at the same time, I, don't yeah. think she had any remorse. She's just like, this life ain't for me. Right. I think she was just it. tired of living, you know, yeah. and, and it, I can't blame her. Honestly, I can't. Uh, now, there was an anti-Nazi film done in 1975, the one you guys have been joking around with, Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. Yep. I definitely have to watch that. Nazi exploitation. That's that, what that's it was. That's its genre. Yeah, that's it's what so it was. fucked up. Um, I haven't seen it, but uh, you guys... Uh, Joey, you've seen, seen it. it. Chris yeah. has not seen yeah. it. Um, so I'm definitely going to need to check it out. And there have been a bunch of those, as you mentioned, Joey, the exploitation of the Nazis, you know, kind of making fun. I thought it was funny. And, like, if any of our listeners are into horror movies but haven't watched this one, um, Independent Film Journal, they did a review of the movie when it came out. And their review is so fucking good of it. I had to fucking oh, yeah. say it. But uh, they said, uh, only the most dangerously sadistic mentalities will manage to sit voluntarily through more than 10 minutes of Ilsa <laughs> She-Wolf of the SS, a graphic stump- stomach-churning catalog of Nazi medical atrocities that make Texas Chainsaw Massacre look like a Sunday picnic. Theaters catering to the lowest possible grade of audience could make a bundle of dirt money. Otherwise, others would be wise to forget this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I definitely got to watch yeah, it. That's, that's the best review. <laughs> yeah, it's that's awesome. fucking great. That's great. Anything to add to old uh, Ilsa, Joey or Chris? Anything? I, I think I'm all right, man. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, there's so many gruesome sure. things you could read about this case. Yeah. I don't really know if we want to get and into it. And after doing such a long-ass episode for 150, yeah, if you guys now, get a little shorter one. This that's time. right. And that's I, right. And we still got shit to do after this to get oh, back yeah. to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Definitely. I do anyway. I did my research with a few good documentaries I watched on YouTube. I did listen to a couple podcasts. I mentioned the book, The Beasts of Buchenwald by Flint Whitlock. It's actually, I didn't realize this, part of a trilogy that includes the books Human Skin Lampshades (laughs) 
and the war crimes trial of the century. So I only have this first one. I didn't realize, Chris, there's I didn't know two more either. gems in the collection. Because holy shit, this is brutal. A lot of pictures, too. I mean, rough stuff. Uh, some good stuff, too. I mentioned the liberation of the camps and has seeing them happy and stuff. That's just that's just awesome. So, you know, that's just, you know, that is the, there that are it, some good things about it. But it's such an awful story. I haven't looked through the book at all, but yeah, it's I, really I brutal. Listen to some, uh, watch some documentaries and podcasts here or there. But I mean, other podcasts, but mostly yeah. documentaries on YouTube and shit. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of good ones, Joey. Yeah. Anything special you did? Uh no. Just besides, you know, looking up some of the documentaries on YouTube and stuff. I didn't get too far into it because, to be honest, in a case like this. Even Wikipedia had almost everything down in it. It did. Every now and then you can get one like that where almost every detail's been told, right. considered right. facts, so everything's already laid out in a screenplay almost. Right. And so something like Wikipedia, after looking at that, I was like, okay, that's the story. I tried to find like a few more like something random different. things, and yeah. there wasn't much to find. So. No, and actually, I mean, I do use Wikipedia for certain things. I don't use it exclusively, of course. But I do use it as a resource, and uh, Murderpedia is great, too. I didn't even look and see if she was in there. Uh, but that's a really, really good one because he's got a bunch of articles. He links off of it that you can read, like Dr. Dr. Ramsland's articles right. on certain people and very, very interesting stuff. So there is a lot out there, of course, if you want to check that out. Um, so I can only deal with so much of it. I've watched a lot of it over the years. Movies like Schindler's List, just absolutely gut-wrenching stuff. So there's enough bad shit in the fucking world. I definitely don't need to dwell on it that much. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, one we don't do much. Um, and again, our German listeners, please, again, understand. Just covering the topic, not, of course, lumping everybody in one pot because these people were a fucking abomination. And the country, I'm sure to this day is probably still trying to defend themselves for what happened. Right. So that's fucked up. Uh, next week, we're going to be taking the week off uh, since this is the big full terror assault show. You guys are going to be gone for a few days and I figured coming back, you might need a break. Right. And I nice. can do some extra writing, which is good. I'm still busy with Deeper Than Dead. That's okay because we got a fucking episode that only our Patreon have heard. That's right. And we're going to play that is. for you. That's the old Al Capone episode. Fuck yeah. The gangster himself, uh, Al Capone, will be next week so if you're a patreon listener you already heard that probably but if you haven't then you get to hear it with everyone else and the rest of you are getting something that uh, the patreon listeners have had for a while but uh, we also interviewed bob weiss owner of shaker cigar bar which of bob course owned that shit owned the building before bob so that's cool bob's Not got right a lot before of, bob but yeah a few years before Bob. what about, about bob? 50 years before Bob. <laughs> right right um, but anyway, uh, that's a good episode, and so you'll get that next week. Uh, Joey, you got any good page got a day serial killer stuff for us? Yeah, I got some page a day. Uh, Love page a day. You know, I page just want to fucking bad. say for the fact, you know, we try to get sponsored here on Murder Metal Mayhem. CK's been trying to get sponsored by Metal Blade, and Chris trying to get sponsored by McCormick's, and you know, <laughs> Pete fucking whatever fucking shit raises. Yeah, there you go. But 
I just want to, you know, if anybody's listening and fucking can give me an endorsement from Ermel Man, I want it to be Bick. Because I constantly have your lighters here in the studio, and we're always smoking with your lighters. Okay. And I also use or their pens for a lot of my fucking drawing. Oh, okay. So, Bick, please fucking right. sponsor Or me. Page a Day, dude. Page a Day would be awesome. And fucking yeah, obviously come on, Page them. a Day. And, like I say, I'm going to fucking look God at and order the next year's catalog. Yeah, Goddamn. So. Send right. them one. <laughs> so, speaking of Page a Day, uh, we're back in that segment now, and I got some for today. So, uh... In May 29th, 2005, uh, a girl named Jennifer Holiday, she's driving home from a uh, convenience store in Texas with her cousin when a shotgun blast shatters her car window and rips through her arm. Um, when Holiday pulls over, Eric Stephen Parnell comes up to the passenger side window and fires again, killing uh, Anna Franklin, who's the girl that's with her. Parnell then dragged Holiday into the nearby woods where he raped and tortured her. So she eventually asked Parnell to take her to his house because she's thinking that's her only chance to call 911. Like, she's like, Like, okay, I'll go with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, So it was pretty ingenious ploy to survive, pretty much. Uh, She convinced him that he hadn't killed her friend Franklin, that he had stopped to help them, and that they were in love and would be married if he allowed her to get treatment for her injuries. The fuck out of here. And after a 40-minute 911 call that this guy, Eric Parnell, is on the phone with them, he directs the deputies to his trailer, and Holiday is able to escape. He's convicted of aggravated sexual assault and capital murder and receives two life sentences. No Jesus. shit. Wow. So that's, that, that's a crazy fucking that is, survivor story. That is story. crazy. Nuts. Damn. And like, what did she do to fucking... Make him think he. I didn't, know that's right? like what the fuck. Some of those motherfuckers are so state. nuts, though, that they yeah, just. That's what yeah. I'm saying. What was his fucking mental wow. state, dude? Holy shit! Uh, all right, so here's uh, one that Page Day was talking. Uh, they were talking about four movies that were based on, um, you know, uh, true crime. Right. And three of them I know and I really like, and the fourth one I didn't know, so I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, the first one they brought up, and this is one that I was surprised I like, and I literally just watched it recently, is Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Oh, the That's Bundy. where Zach Efron played yeah. Ted Bundy. That's good. I, I didn't want to, I think I had a bias against it just because I'm like, oh, I don't want to see Zach Efron. Oh, but yeah. then I watched no. it, I was like, damn, this is a good fucking it's movie. It's wicked, yeah. Uh, another one they're talking about, of course, Monster with Charlie's Theron. She won an yeah, Academy Award course. for playing Eileen Warren us um another one i like too they were talking about is my friend Dahmer and ross I, I lynch. my friend Dahmer. yeah dude. ross uh, lynch ross portrayed lynch, the young yeah. Dahmer. i i had moments with that one yeah and it was based off a graphic novel too so i think it was a little bit different too right uh and then the fourth one was one i hadn't heard of but now i'm gonna look it up but it's called 10 rillington place oh yeah and it's richard attenborough starring as uh, john christie yeah. and john hurt as timothy evans the that's amazing You've seen so, that one, Pete? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, so I'll have to no, check that that's, one out. Christie's I've, been on the list forever. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, me and Jenny watched that Ted Rillington place. It's really good. Did you say I got the In Cold Blood? Um, uh-uh. I, I should have got both of them. I was at a fucking resale store uh, in the 419, right. and, uh, and yeah. I found I, – I bought the In Cold Blood that's got uh, – uh, what's his name? Capote. No, 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 uh, the guy who fucking, Robert Blake. Okay. 
playing uh, Dick. Oh, the movie. Right, okay, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The okay, book. The, the, book. Or the movie, yeah, yeah. So they had both of them. They had that one, and then they had the MGM release, which had some other... I can't remember who was all on that one. And I bought the one with fucking... Blake. Blake. I I'm haven't like, seen it. I know. I was like... I thought it might be kind of dumb. Just for the reason that he's in it. Yeah. yeah I went ahead and got that. For I should have sure. got both. But no, anyway. Cool. Uh So I got two more uh, with Paige Day, and... This one, I was pretty surprised, too. Kind of one like, I was going to mention on the thing you were talking about yeah. before, a good one to check out if you have it because it's old, Yeah, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh, that's a great and one. And that actual story is yeah. fucked up. Yeah. They never caught that guy. That would be a really good episode. That would be a good one. Because it was a true story. The Phantom or whatever they called him was in Texas, I yeah. think. Do we have our October fucking booked up yet? Um, yeah, I think we do yeah. because that was originally one of the possibilities that's a creepy to one. do. That's a good one, yeah. All right, so uh, two more that Page of Day is talking about now. Remember a while back I talked about Watsika Wonder? And that yes. Was, yes. We did that. That was a yeah. weird one kind yes. of for Page of Day. Mm-hmm. This I thought was a weird one too when I read it, but it's still a pretty good fucking story in what it is, the Black Sox scandal of 1921. Oh, yeah. Um, so nine or I'm sorry. Eight members of the 1919 Chicago White Sox, they get indicted on charging to throw in the, the World Series against the Reds um, in exchange for payouts ranging from $5,000 to $35,000 from mob boss and racketeer Arnold Rothstein. Now, I had to look him up because yeah, I, I was like, that is that Sam Rothstein in Casino? That's where they got the last name from, oh, but it's based it's on him? a different guy. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Okay. But this guy, Arnold Rothstein, he's also, you know, obviously fucking very big with the fucking numbers and shit. Right. Uh, So the players, pitchers, Eddie Sacote, Claude Lefty Williams, first baseman, Arnold Chick Gandel, shortstop, Charles Swede Reisberg, third baseman, George Buck Weaver, and outfielder, Shoeless Joe Jackson, and Oscar Happy Felsch, and utility infielder, Fred McMullen, were allegedly responding to tensions with notoriously miserly White Sox owner, Charles Comiskey, who... You know, everybody claimed he underpaid his players despite the fact the White Sox at the time were the best team in the league. Huh. Um, so these guys, you know, supposedly, as the charges said, that they fucking threw the game so that they could get this money. Right. Um, they were all uh, acquitted of the formal charges. However, they were all kicked out of the baseball league and they were never allowed to play oh, for the major right. leagues. That movie again. Eight Men Out is about that. Exactly, yep. And also, slightly Field of Dreams yeah, is based they off of that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the the scandal resulted in the appoint the appointment of uh, Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis, and he was the first commissioner of baseball, and that was in hope of restoring the integrity of the sport. So, huh. the Black Sox scandal that was a pretty pretty yeah, that's wild a good one. one. All right, so the last one, this one's for Chris. Oh shit! Page a day. Thank you very much. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so. Between 1993 and 1999 in Budapest, Hungary, there was a string of 27 robberies at banks, post offices, and travel agencies. But the city wasn't even feeling terrorized by these crimes because they had they were newly adjusted to capitalism there. Like okay. they had just adopted it. Right. So after decades of communism, this robbers looked at as like a folk hero to these Budapest people. Right. Because like, like yeah, a Robin Hood. Money, right. Yeah, Robin Ex- Hood exactly shit. like right. Robin yeah. Hood. Uh, he was known for his gentlemanly manner. He never harmed anyone during his robberies. He uh, would sometimes wear outlandish costumes. He he brought female tellers flowers when he robbed them. Uh, he sent <laughs> bottles of wine pimp. to the police. <laughs> yeah. Like this dude was fucking crazy. And because he 
was often seen drinking whiskey at nearby pubs before the robberies. Oh, he was dubbed the Whiskey Robber. Ah. So they, people knew who he was. They just didn't give a <laughs> shit. Right. So on January 15th, 99, the Whiskey Robber spree comes to an end when 31-year-old Attila Ambrose was arrested for the crimes. Now, Ambrose, he was a goalie for a local hockey team, and a flag honoring him flew in the stadium for years and years after his arrest. Like, they were like, yeah, that that dude was with us, you know? (laughs) Uh, Six months after he was detained, he escaped from prison and invaded police for three months until evidence left at the scene of a robbery led him to his hideout, and then he was sentenced to 17 years and released in 2012. Damn. So the whiskey robber. The whiskey wow. robber. Hell yeah. yeah. So that was page a day for today. Hell yeah, they do page a day. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love that shit. That's for sure. So many good stories have come out of page a day. So, uh, all right. Well, we've done our fair share of murdering I tonight. Do. I hear that music. CK's coming down the tracks, ready to throw down. Chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> what do we got to do, Joey? Let's get off. Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers, and murder metal mayhem's knower of all things metal, hailing from Wild Man Street in Danbury, Connecticut, standing at six feet of brutal punishing madness, weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization, the one, the only, toughest bastard on the planet, Chris... There he is, a great metal motherfucker. I will never in my life forget the time that I was at full terror, all fucked up, and hearing Chrysix play that song. For real, dude. It's so badass. And knowing it's CK's song to us, you know. Right. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, he's kind of took it personal. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like the real took it personal. Like, yes, that song right there. Well, you are the great metal motherfucker, CK, and you're over there in Danbury, Connecticut, the Hat City capital. How is everything going on over there? Oh, nice. Uh, weather's decent over here. It's wasn't that hot today in the, in the 70s. Nice for a change. You know, earlier when I was talking about I wanted to be sponsored by Bic also, just to bring right. it up. Bic is, they're based out of Shelton, Connecticut. <laughs> So okay, that's, yeah. a, that's another Connecticut tie, so they need to get on it. They this. do. They need to get on it. <laughs> they need to get the fuck on it. Pick um, along with trim razors. Yeah. Well, CK, I know it's been a little warm here today, a little humid and warm and up near 90. It's fucking nice today. But uh, anyway, before long, it'll be wearing our uh, Murder Metal Mayhem hoodies again. Yeah. So. All right, very good. Well, CK, we're doing all German bands tonight, so you picked a good one. I checked them out. I dig them, man. I'm anxious to hear what you got to say. Yeah, they've been around for a while, and um, you know, probably after the the the, the founding three of German thrash, they're probably close close to being the fourth, along with um. I would say with um, Death Row. Um, Vendetta formed out of Schwingfurt, Germany. Schwing. <laughs> they, they, were founded, they were founded in 1984. They um, together for six years, dissolved, reactivated in 2002. Um, 
and have recorded five albums as of, as of thus far. Um, the last one being in 2017. Um, what label um, are they on? They've been on... Um, they started out on um, Noise Records, and now they're on Metal Axe. Okay. Cool. Metal Axe Records. Hell yeah. For your metal needs. <laughs> all your metal needs. <laughs> oh. That's cool, though. Um, yeah, so, I checked them out. I thought they were good, man. Definitely good thrash metal. You know, and, and I remember, again, how I found the album was going up to Phoenix Records and Waterbury. Always, and yeah. The, the professor. professor them on to me. Yep. That first album, Go and Live, Stay and Die. And then... um quickly followed up by brain damage so they had like a two-year run and you know that was it until 2007 and they formed in 2007 and had three more albums and um you know definitely definitely great german thrash um along with you know the great destruction sodom and of creator. course the great creator oh yeah, oh, yeah dude. um and I'll be doing I'll be doing a thing on on Death Row as, as well, because so I think Death Death Row is another band that um is is another great German band along with um Exumer. Is that like with Suge Knight and Snoop Dogg? Fuck <laughs> them, Death Row baby. <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah, I always love getting those gems. You know, yeah. people don't know about man like Corzus yeah. and. Angelus Apatrida hopefully turning some people onto some new metal. Man. It's fun. I didn't buy it and I should have, but when I was at the music store the other day looking finding shit, I saw an Airborne CD. Oh, and I was like, hey, that's the band CK. That's song funny. That I should have bought. I, I love them. Hell yeah. Um, and of course, Friday came out the new Iron Meta Man. Metallica. Yeah, Metallica. Oh my god. <laughs> I swear to God, I did not take a I took a Percocet. <laughs> <laughs> New Iron Maiden, man, holy shit! I was um, really waiting on this one. You know, and um, to tell you the truth, I just really listened to it today for the first time. Um, I didn't have a great weekend as far as feeling well, so I didn't want to play it and um, right miss out, be disappointed. Right, right. So I waited until today. I jammed it, and oh my god. Yeah, Hell it's yeah. great. I really like it. And another um, feature classic by um, one of my fave bands of all time. Yeah, they're amazing, sure. man. I really dig it. Definitely dig it. What's your uh, lost classic this week, CK? You're keeping it oh, yeah. close to the vest. Because so. he didn't want well, you, you to guys, put no bullshit one on Yeah, he didn't again. want me to put Oz back on there again, the follow-up. Yeah, well, you to... guys were fucking with me last week. This morning, so. <laughs> the follow-up you know, to Fire in the Brain. The lost classic. So I figured I'd do a little fucking with you guys. <laughs> okay. One of, my, one of my favorite bands growing up. Along with probably the majority of, um, I'd say kids our age, for the most part. Um, I'm I'm going with um, Kiss. Yes, I knew you were going Hotter with them. Hell. Oh god! <laughs> you bastard! You, you, you could you could say all you want about Kiss, but in the '70s, there was nobody better and better and 
that probably influenced probably more metal bands than probably any band as far as maybe like me closer to like maybe the Beatles influencing rock bands. I think Kiss has probably influences many metal bands. I don't think there's one metal band out there that hasn't said they haven't liked them. So, but I know to each his own, and everybody has their own. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always dug them. That was my band that I first got into. Um, I think you know, my favorite. I, I think one of my favorite things about Kiss is fucking Daisy Confused when they got the fucking. St- the statues in the back of the El Camino, yeah. like Gene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let me. It's it's kind of convenient that you just brought up Kiss, because I got a friend in here who had a public service announcement to give to our listeners pertaining to Kiss. So oh. I'm gonna let him go ahead with it, Mr. Punky Brooks. Oh no from way! From the four one nine to Brooks. What's up, y'all? Punky Brooks and this motherfucker 419 ho. Now, I've been hearing in the news a lot of bullshit motherfuckers talking shit on the 419 Toledo because Kiss came there and caught COVID at the motherfucking show and had to cancel all their shows after that. So motherfuckers is blaming the 419 on Kiss not being able to tour. Now, fuck them second-rate juggalos. They know ICP from Detroit. No one cares if your old ass got sick and you can't tour anymore. Oh, Stop shit. talking shit about the 419 Punky Out oh, Hole. Damn. Goddamn Punky. Thanks for coming by, bro. Good to hear from, from, to hear by, from Punky, though. Punky sounds Punky. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He's doing Punk, well. Punky needs to pull his pants up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I think Punky hires oh, shit. Back in the ring. Oh, get because back in you know, the ring. You know, because eventually somebody's, somebody's out in the wings waiting for him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, no. Weepy voice. Oh, God damn, bro. Me and Paul Steeler out here. <laughs> right in the wings. Punky, I challenge you. <laughs> Me and Paul Stanley. Tag team <laughs> You and Paul oh, Stanley. My oh, my God. Get you in some third oh, way. Shit. <laughs> rapper, I don't know too many rappers. Y'all suck anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, man. We'll take you on. You, you decide your rapper, and me and Paul will stand, and we'll get it on. We'll kick your ass on the Oh, my God. WVK out. <laughs> wow, WVK. We got visits from both of them. Oh, yeah, damn, that's great stuff. Deep. Oh, shit. We just need fucking old Creole Old Creole. And fucking uh, Joe Ball, Joe too. Ball. <laughs> All right. Well, that's some good stuff. All right. Well, I hear that 666 six music means we're going to talk about what kind of metal we've been listening to. Right, six six fucking six. Yeah. CK, why don't you start us off, buddy? What have you been listening to here lately? All right, well, this week hasn't been um a stellar week of listening to stuff, but um a couple things I have been listening. I like obviously today was I told you the maiden. Right. I um, went back old school, listened to some early maiden stuff, and um and for some reason I put on I had I had a Metallica kick, and I just. 
you know, um, I was just reading it that the Black Album is 31, is 30, 30 years old this year. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, so I put that on, and you know, people could say what they want about that, that album, but um, I still like it. Um, it is what it is. Right. Transition for those guys, and um, you know, and if they put out something maybe decent behind it, I, th I think they're you you definitely get a better response. Out of, the, out of the second half of his career than he has thus far. Right. Uh, you no, know, you know, Hardwired to Drive was um wasn't a, wasn't a terrible album. wasn't bad. But, no. But I said I was listening to Little Metallica, The Maiden, uh, Little ACDC, and um still still putting on that um Green Jello. Yeah. Nice. That feel good shit. That's cool. Or laughter. Right. Right. Joey, what about you, man? What you been listening to? Been listening to a lot. Uh jam that sepulture beneath the remains. Nice. Um Helmet Betty. Uh, I'm a huge helmet fan. Chris likes helmet all that. Yeah, helmet dude. Yeah. We saw a helmet at the Fuck. castle here in town. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh something I've been something I've got to listen to that a lot of people have been wanting to hear is I've got ninety three percent of it because I'm just missing the last song, I think, but my buddy Alex came down and gave me a burnt copy of the new Crotch Ripper album, nice. which people have been waiting on that forever. So I've been able to jam some of that shit, and I've How been keeping it? it under wraps. Uh, I fucking love it. It's good. Cool. Um, in the car right now, a, what's that? You see, I got, got that Crotch Ripper shirt. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, mean, I was able to go out before all this COVID and before yeah. all this shit hit. I cannot get a fucking response out of anybody from that, from that shirt. For the to get the discs, oh, you thought no, like you'd get reactions from people. Oh, oh, reactions. I think you had the Necro Cannibal Ass Grinder shirt. That's the one I got you. That's what, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got me, got me the young Tripper CD, and yeah, that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. Or my bad. Still, that's not, a, not, still nobody reacted to the fucking Necro shirt. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, nobody commented. He thought he was going to get some good looks of disgust, you know. Uh, what about you, Chris? Well, what have you been hold doing? on, I'm done. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so in the car right now, I've got the Blackest album, which CK was talking about Metallica, the Black album. But the Blackest album was put out by Cleopatra Records, and what it is an industrial tribute to Metallica, okay. and they only did songs basically up to the Black album. So I dig it. It's fucking. Definitely. I was yeah, I was jamming it on the way here. I was um, fucking digging on it. It's but, industrial uh, as fuck, but I I was digging on it. Yeah, and then you know, so I was taking. I, I went on a road trip and. I told you guys about that guy who had fucking sent me the Green Jelly album that also sent me a bunch of other CDs. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, I wanted to check them out, and there was some bands in there that I, I knew the name, but I never really listened to them, I guess. And a couple of them that I was surprised that I could... I, I listened to the CDs probably a couple times each. Uh, one was the Stereophonics. Like, I never listened to them, really. Um, another was Pavement, which is not a heavy band, they're a fucking chill band, but they sound like, like he's um alternative. Yeah, yeah, definitely alternative. And then and then another band that I was listening to that I got you know from his collection, which I had heard of but just never really got much into, is Mother Love Bone, and that was really oh, good. 
I never, I know, I remember hearing Mother Love Bone back yeah. in the day, but I never. Yeah. They no. were, they were like the, the next, the next big thing. And then, um, fucking Andrew Wood fucking died from heroin. And that started the trigger for, they were pretty much the antagonists for the, um. The grunge movement. The grunge, uh, yeah. And, um. Oh. He's pretty much considered the godfather, well. I guess the Godfather, but um, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of bands spawned off them. Pearl Jam, right? Uh, so you know, I, I always dug them. He, he's a great songwriter. Yeah, I don't know why I never really listened to him much, but I just jam. I was like, yeah, I mean, these guys are fucking good. Cool, Chris. What about you, man? I was uh, jamming Ugly Kid Joe the other day because fuck yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> fucking Ugly Kid Joe's the shit. Um, I don't know. Other than that, random shit. Waylon Jennings, been jamming some Waylon. Okay. Just I don't know all kinds of things. Like I said, I'm pretty listen to a lot of shit, dude. That's I don't listen cool. to complete albums and shit. I just listen to all kinds of things. I just want to hear that, so I'm gonna listen to it. That's cool. Yeah, I've been jamming the shit out of that new Iron Maiden. I've been listening to it since Friday. I really like it. The first time through. It seemed very slow to me, and I was like, I like this, but it's just a little bit like, ugh. But then driving, I listened to it all the way through once, and then again, coming back from a trip. And man, I'm pretty impressed with it. I really, really like it. I mean, the guys have been around for over 40 fucking years. I mean, God almighty, you know, like... I'm cool with it not being quite as heavy as some of the earlier stuff, but still, I mean, Maiden... Has always been Maiden. I mean, that's what I can't believe listening to it is I hear the bass, I hear the drums. Like, it's Iron Maiden. I mean, they are still doing the same stuff. Hell yeah. And I got to give it to them, man. I think it's great. I've been listening to some old Black Sabbath, some Sabotage, and Volume 4, and Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, some old stuff, digging on that. And, uh, that's about it. Yeah, I've been really busy writing a lot lately, so I haven't had as much time to listen to stuff. But uh, so that's what I've been digging on. Fuck so yeah. fuck yeah. All right. Uh, what about the full terror assault? You guys are leaving by the time this episode is out. You'll yeah, already, we'll already be there. Be there but I'm, it's I'm down. Anxious. How far of a drive is that? Was it three and a half hours from us? Four and a half. Four and a half, Four and a half yeah. hours south of us in yeah. the middle of fucking nowhere. Yep, on the very border of Kentucky and yeah, the Ohio. Okay. Route. Us, the Ohio River, Kentucky, just like oh, that. Oh, damn. Okay. And that's where the big juggalo fest is, isn't it? Used to it? be. Not it no used more. To be. They held it there a few times. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Fuck. That, Exodus is headlining the whole motherfucker, dude, which is badass. Yeah, that's going to be badass. Yeah. Fucking devourments jamming, misery index. Like, goddamn, dude. So many shits. Yeah, it's going to be a good one for sure. Full terror assault. Who's on? Who's the replacement drummer that? Have John know? Tempesta. Yeah, John Tempesta. Which I'm I'm happy with him being the replacement. Yeah. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like been with every fucking right. Bay area band. Brash band there is. Right, right. And plus. So it's a multi day. You guys are camping down there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um you're gonna have uh, a dude. great lineup of bands, man, just absolutely killer. Two stages each day. Byzantine fucking, is yeah, gonna Byzantine's be there too. Byzantine. Fucking Bat. Bat's playing. Yeah, Misery Index. It's gonna be wicked. Yeah, it's so. gonna be a badass show. Yeah, Devourment's playing it. Oh, Very yeah. Decisions playing it. Awesome. 
awesome. sexual atrocities. This is the last band. show. Why yeah, doesn't it, anybody this thing? Do what? Somebody should somebody should get um professional equipment and videotape this. You know what? I'm you know what? I'm surprised that it's not recorded more than what it is. Like yeah. people get some videos, but you're right. I'm surprised there's not like a professional like a crew recording. Yeah. Right. Especially you got fucking labels like Nuclear Blast and them that are you know. Yeah, you would think they'd want to put like a video together for it and sell the DVD. Yeah. yeah. Didn't start with small labels. Now it's built up to. Um, oh yeah. More more bigger. Well, I'm not going to say major because well, for us the major labels. But, right. Big Indies, no. that's for sure. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys when you get back. We'll talk in the next episode with you about how the everything went. And, Chris, I'm sure there'll be a few stories of some drunkenness down there. Uh, so I look forward to I'd that. S- somebody else is going to have to tell them because I ain't going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know, a way you guys could support what we're doing here is joining our Patreon. 666 Club. The 666 Club, exactly, Joey. They can follow the link in the episode description to join. Three bucks a month. You get the shows a day early. You get the uh, karaoke songs when they're done. You get a list of the upcoming episodes at the beginning of the month. And all kinds of cool shit. Discounts on merch, 10% off. So it's a good deal. And speaking of merch, we got those cool new uh, Jeff Gaither designed Murder Metal Mayhem t-shirts that are awesome as fuck. To go to the episode description, buy one of those motherfuckers. They are kick-ass. We got large to 2X uh, still. So Got a couple of the old t-shirts. Got some of the fucking activity books back in stock. That's right. right? The activity books are back. Uh, Color some serial killers, Chris. Some Ricky Casso. Some Joe Dude. Matheny. If you guys buy enough, maybe we'll make some banana hammocks with murder melon. <laughs> you know, another thing you guys could do to support the show is send us some pop tarts. Okay, oh, PO yeah. box, PO box five five four, Hayworth, Illinois six one seven four five. Murder Metal Mayhem. Send us some pop tarts. God damn it, you know. You can send these guys. Well, if you want, you could send me too. You know. Yeah. Um, you know. The, the, the brand name Pop Tarts. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't want the no name oh. brand stuff. Man, I go to the goddamn oh. dollar You store love the brown sugar and cinnamon ones, right? <laughs> no. Oh, that, I thought that's the one you liked. No. Oh, okay. No. no. Listen to him. Okay. He's all solid and shit. Sorry. No. Well, send anybody some fucking Pop Tarts, but you could send them to P.O. Box 554, Hayworth, Illinois. <laughs> Six one seven four five. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, what's you that? Guys could just, you could distribute some to me, so we'll make you know a nice, nice little um little there care package. Sure. Little care package. All right. Well, very cool. We've done plenty of metal tonight. So, CK, what the fuck do we need to do? Oh, we got we got to get our mayhem on a Oh, thanks.
for calling Insta Streaming Service. Can I help you? Yeah, I wonder if you can um, sell leather at your shop. I have an old jacket that I like to have um, repaired, yeah. Of course, we can with all sorts of materials. We have wonderful assortments of home decor made from human skin. We got several labs, a few styles of curtains, drapes, and even a pillowcase made of very nice. Human skin? Yes, we have some exclusive clients who love to purchase items made from human skin. Just feel how soft these napkins are. They're made of the skin of small children. What the fuck? What the fuck's wrong you motherfuckers? I'd be happy to put Ilsa on to talk with you about it. She loves to discuss her human skin line. We have something for every price point. Please feel free to come in. We're running a special on thumb drives right now. We're at 666 Dead Camp Circle Puchwald. I'm fucking disgusted by this. I'm calling the Better Business Bureau after I leave you a horrible Yelp review. You sick motherfuckers. Wow. Oh my god, that's a seamstress commercial, Chris. And Once again, CK. I could not do a German accent. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that was, but it was funny. It was funny. Uh, it was awful, it worked awful, out. but funny. And CK, you did a good job on the caller there. So, in, Thank you. in absolute disgust. All right, well, uh, we are in mayhem. We still got CK here with us. And I got a couple of good little quick stories. That uh, can, I, can, I just give, can I just give one quick one? Yeah, go ahead. Like take two seconds. So last week, um, I got a package. Uh, I, I, me and Laura, we signed. I, I'm, I enrolled myself into hospice, but don't worry, I'm not dying. Hospice isn't really what it's all to be said to be. It's, you don't doesn't mean you're gonna be die the next day. So, right. so I'm just putting that out there. But got I got like a couple of boxes, and Laura's like. Did you order anything? I'm like, no. <laughs> she opens it up. It's like, um, no, this liquefied morphine and Fuck yeah, this stuff for um, this stuff to put up your um ass. Yeah, I go. Who the fuck would do that? I got no <laughs> ass. <laughs> You're like, I can't what take the those. Fuck? Wow. The, the, uh, and, and just thinking of the irony of all, the, the, <laughs> we found out that the hospice, it's a package they send out in case you um get short with stuff. Oh, that okay. They, they're sending me stuff for um to put up my ass for, for certain things. and I got no use. Yeah, that's But that's I can't use this. This ain't going to work for me. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, that's so fucked if, up. So if anybody... Um, Put, put it anything needs anything, this, come to CCK. Put it in your yeah, pee hole, dude. <laughs> you know, so, so I just thought that was, that was really yeah, funny. That is good. I think they know. Well, these stories I've got, I thought I might have told one of these before, but it may have been a very long time ago, and I was just talking about this with my wife and reliving some old stories of the Sycamore, the first job I ever had in Bethel. The God, restaurant is still there. Uh, last time I was there, me and CK went and had some lunch there. Yep. Just good stuff. Um, Love going make to the, the Sycamore. The same way. Yep, still homemade root beer. Uh, burgers are very similar to Steak and Shake, uh, but but excellent, excellent. So anyway, this is my first job, and uh, a lot of shenanigans going on there. Teenage right, kids course, working, you know, doing job. dumb shit. 
And I was no different than anybody else. But anyway, we were having, uh, they have these 50s car shows there on Saturday. And it's like the biggest at the time was the biggest in the country. Uh, 50 screws nights at the Sycamore during the summer. And the business was just like insane. I mean, like, we were so fucking busy, couldn't deal, you know. Right, yeah. You were the only car hopping around at that time. Yeah, they car, car yeah, and so it was a big deal, and it was like everybody that was working had to work on Saturday. Like, there was no way out of it, and so it was a thing. Well, anyway, Rich, the owner, had gotten in contact with, or they got in contact with him, I'm not sure which, a company like a, like a, that did like a 30-minute, um, like, um, news show oh yeah this is when you guys were talking all the shit in the background yeah, yeah. i thought i had told this before but this, this segues into the other story so for those of you that haven't heard it you know there's this tv crew coming down to film a cruise night and it's like yeah. sheer chaos in this place so it's like how the hell are they gonna do that you know because it's like busy like busy busy so anyway, me and my friend John that worked there, um, we decided it would be a funny idea to like cough and like sneeze and stuff like whenever the cameras were rolling and like say like fucked fuck, up yeah. words like cocksucker, you know, shit right, like that, right. you know. So anytime the camera was near, you know, we were doing this, you know. And so anyway, we had a like a, a, a Christmas party or some sort of party. And the owner was talking about some different things. And then he started like, because he was like a chain smoker. And he lit his cigarette and his fucking hand starts going like shaking with the cigarette in his hand. And that's when you knew he was mad, you know. And he starts fucking doing that. And I'm like, oh, my God. And and, because somebody said, Rich, have we gotten the commercial or the the thing back from the TV show yet? You know, because everybody was all excited about this. Right, right. Can we get it? So he goes, yeah, he goes, but we had to change gears because they weren't able to use any of the audio. So they had to change it to like a narration over music. And somebody says, why couldn't you listen to the audio? And he said that the guy called and said, I think I need to bring some cold medicine to the restaurant because all I heard was (laughs) coughing and sneezing through the whole thing. And we couldn't use it. It's just like it sounded really bad, like yeah. everybody's sick or something. So then Rich is like, what? Coughing and sneezing. So then he he told him to send him like the whole thing, you know. And then he heard what we did. He was so fucking mad. He's fucking hand is shaking. And he's like, God damn it, Pete. God, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know. So, yeah. So there was that. And then another time that I saw Rich do the thing with the shaking and the cigarette was when it, uh, apparently he used to have people that he knew like watch the plays, had to be, because they yeah. always caught us. Rich was there in the morning, and then he left, and he wouldn't come back till the next day. Like, he wasn't there. But they must have had, like, people watching us from across the street because me and John were bored, and we got, like, like 10 hamburgers and made, like, a big, like, ball of fucking meat. <laughs> like, to size of, like, a big softball. Like bigger a softball. than a softball. Yeah, it was I, bigger than that. Right. 
And we went out in the parking lot and we yeah. threw this fucking ball of meat back and forth to each other. And we had these big metal trays that he put the burgers on, like the balls. Yeah. Of the, so you had this pretty good sized metal tray to catch it with. And it would splatter, you know, then you'd have to fucking make it. Form it, it back up, and then yeah. Form it up and then haul it across the parking lot. We were great. trying to get it really far, but then if it fell, it sucked. Yeah. And then got rocks and raw dirt and shit. Yeah, it was You're disgusting. Like, and anyway, so the one morning I came in and Rich was fucking doing that thing with the cigarette. And I was like, what's going on? He's like... I don't know what the fuck you and John think you got to do with throwing balls of meat across the parking lot. He looks at me, he's like, Jesus Christ, Pete, what the fuck were you thinking? He's like, I could see John doing some shit like that, but you, I thought you had more fucking sense than that. Get the fuck away from me. That's fucking great. Yeah, I was just like, I felt like such a loser, man. I was like, man, Rich, totally dogging me out. So there's a lot of stories like that, but it was just a couple I thought would be fun. I did think you verified, Chris, that I had told the one about the the coughing during the the filming. Yeah, definitely. It's still classic. That That place is still open. It is. It's still it's amazing. Different owners. Still does. um, Different owners. Still does great business on Saturdays. Does the car shows on Saturdays? Yep. Still do. Still do that. So, I remember when I went in there and I, um, I said, "Hey, I used to work here," and the person that was managing the place is like, "Oh, really?" And I said, "Oh, yeah." And I told her when I did, which was in the eighties, you know. And she was like, oh, my God, like, that's like the vintage, you know, like, that's the crew, you know, like, people still talk about you guys. And it was pretty cool, you know. She was just saying how, you know, Rich and Lucy, those were the owners back then, were just really loved. And and they they had been retired then for years. So that was like their time. So that's why we were kind of looked at that way. But uh, the business had been around since the, you know, 40s or 50s. But when I did look... At when Steak and Shake started and when the Sycamore started, Steak and Shake was definitely first. Yeah. So somebody from Bloomington, Illinois, happened to, or normal, happened to see that, and then came out here and right. and did uh, or did went back there and did the Sycamore because it had been around a while, but Steak and Shake was first, and the similarities are too much that they can't have been influenced by the other. So. All right, uh, the creation yeah. of chaos. Hold on, I got some yeah. some mayhem real fast. Oh sure, sure. And all it is is one of our classic tales of the mail system. And right now, oh, no. one of our listeners, Rick Ring, I sent him a package, had the activity book and some other. Oh, shit. Oh fuck yeah! And that was July twenty second, and he's yet to get it. Oh so. my god! Damn. Yeah. I, I will keep this updated as we go along. I got something how- coming from Desecrator. Yeah. That I've been waiting on about three weeks yeah. now, so I so might have a while. So with all the new fucking regulations going back up and everything, then we'll have to see. We might we might see some fucking long can't, periods. can't beat the package you sent me. No. No, no. That one was... No. And that was right here in the States, even. White Plains. Yeah. That, that, was, that was back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. That back was ridiculous. and forth. Same fucking, same uh, fucking places. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, boy. Well, I got that Creation of Chaos 3 book. It's out. The Audible book is, uh, the audio book, I should say, is out on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. 
Uh, got my first commission from uh, the audio book, nice. so that was nice. So thank you, Woo-hoo. everybody that did that, bought one of those. That's cool. And also, at the Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop, downtown Bloomington, Illinois, I'm selling the shit out of some books there. Fucking right. And those guys are selling the book, and I'll be there at a book signing on Saturday, October 30th. So put that one on your calendars. As we get closer, I'll give you some more details. But it's for like three hours in the afternoon. I think it's like one to four. Uh, but I'll I'll nail it down for you so you'll know. I'll have all the books there. I'll have Murder, Metal, Mayhem stuff with me. So if you want to come out and say hi, Painted Wraith is a cool shop. We've the all been there. It's fucking amazing, dude. It's I really cool. Place. Downtown Bloomington, some friends. Was it like a head shop? No, no, it's like sells like weird like stuff, Odyssey like dark shit. Yeah, the yeah. dark dude, it's badass. Yeah, man. like uh, Ouija boards and like dolls that look oh, like cool. they're possessed, and like the the skull that I bought for the table, oh. and they got a little baby coffin in there, le- uh, like a real <laughs> baby's coffin. Dude, the place is fucking, okay, that's fucking cool. Oh, it's fucking very creepy. creepy. It's a cool place, and a lot of the stuff is handmade by them or somebody that yeah are they yeah yeah they, local they, artists uh they're starting to do consignment that's how i'm involved oh, cool. with this and it's fucking totally badass work it is it's really good stuff and so if you if you're in the bloomington area go check them out painted wraith they're on uh, facebook and yeah, you, you can, can look Google at their it. shit on facebook or get just look them up and you can find whatever yeah and they'll deliver yeah, and I'm going to be there uh, on the 30th, but we're going to be there before that on the 19th, right. recording an episode there on witchcraft for Halloween. That'll be great at that place. So very cool atmosphere for a show. So we'll do that there. Um, also, my short story, Cross to Bear, that was in the first creation of chaos. It's going to be read on the Night Terrors podcast this week. It actually goes live tomorrow. When you guys awesome. hear this, it'll have been yesterday. Um, but the Night Terrors podcast, um, I heard the... To, you sent us the link to that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. sent you guys the rough. He hasn't yep. done the intro and outro yet for it, but the story's on there. It's. I thought he did a very good job. It was funny because I didn't realize it was a, it was a pre-release the link that you gave us oh so i got the link from you there then whenever i went to go look at it i actually went to the night terrors page and it wasn't and tried to find it and i was oh, like where is this there. shit and i fucking typed yeah. in cross to bear and it came up with another story called my cross to bear oh. with some, and i was like that's not it and then i real, i was like oh that's the pre okay yeah tomorrow at 6 a.m yeah. is when it goes live so dana over there did a good job uh, cool sound effects he's got on there too, which is neat. It's like 18 minutes long, so it's not a real long story, but it's a good one. Cross to bear. Uh, the 20th anniversary of 9/11 coming up on Saturday. Very very somber, uh, weird day for me. Uh, definitely gonna post a. I'm link. gonna rage. I'm gonna post a link to our episode from last September. When we did that on Hero Rick Rescorla, yes. a very, very amazing story. It's a sad story worth hearing again. I can't believe there's that new series on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. I just watched it, and I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, it's like a four-parter. It's very well done. It talks about what happened, you know, what their beliefs were, and the whole yeah. radical thing, and the Guantanamo Bay, and all this stuff it's it's very well done 
but they don't even mention Rick Rescorla, and I can't imagine I, that's sad. to tell a story about September 11th and not mention the guy that saved almost 3,000. Unfucking believable but nonetheless, that is coming up. Uh, very, very weird being the 20th anniversary as well for me with my fight against cancer. I'm 20 years cancer-free uh, on September 11th. And so it's a very strange day for Hell me, yeah. for sure. A little bit of survivor's guilt, I'll be honest. Um, it's just weird. So it's good, but it's also strange at the same time. There, there's a reason behind everything, so. I think so, brother. All right, well, so. we got a good killer cage match tonight. This is where we take 70 killers, 70 objects, and we get... Our listeners, Chris, give them some random numbers, and tonight we want to give some thanks. Yeah, we got Christy Grant, Cody Durst, and yep. Holly Joe Ziegler. What's Fucking going on? Rolling, rolling, Cody rolling, Durst. Rolling. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll have a good matchup tonight to fight to death in the cage. Joey, who do we got going in tonight? In the left corner, we have the Cream City <laughs> Cannibal, Jeffrey Daba. Hell yeah. In the right corner, we have the Candyman from Houston, Texas, loving the little genitalia, Dean <laughs> Coral. <laughs> Pretty oh, yeah. weird uh, combination <laughs> oh, yeah. of people here. I think they would like each other. Obviously. I think oh, they man. would, man. I think they would. This could be like a broke back fucking mountain here going on. Let's see what kind of weapons we have though. that's right ck we got a couple of good match yeah, uh, weapons um, tonight yeah i think people would think these. I, just, yeah. I just saw the variables the first time i saw <laughs> oh for real <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead ck go <laughs> uh, have a rusty bear trap and a pair of manual hedge clippers oh fuck boy. Yeah. manual With manual the burning yeah manual. the burning right exactly <laughs> With the with the veil being um, <laughs> R. Kelly soaked in piss. <laughs> I thought you guys would like that. He like fucking got his aim way off. <laughs> so we got the Cream City Cannibal Jeffrey Dahmer going up against the Candyman Dean Coral in a cage. With a rusty bear trap, a pair of manual hedge clippers, and R. Kelly soaked. It doesn't say his own piss. Maybe she that. pissed on him and said, fuck you. I don't know. <laughs> but he's soaked in urine. So somebody's <sighs> pissed. Maybe a combination of both. I don't know. Literally. So this is an interesting one, Chris. What the fuck do we make of this? Man, I don't know. The R. Kelly thing's got me freaked out, dude. Like I don't even know. What like, to would he do. be mad? I don't know. What or to like, do be that. jacking off? Or I, I don't know. I mean, I feel I, like Chris wants to wring out his clothes and drink it. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, I'll feel good but, now. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like. Uh, I feel like Dahmer's probably going to take the hedge climbers and be all, all not, just all shy like he always was anyway, and start trimming the bushes. Coral's going to take the fucking goddamn bear trap and just trap down R. Kelly. You're done with. It. He's like, I'm going to let my fucking, I'm going to let my boys over here that I'm fucking rape and rape you, and then he just goes okay. and takes care of fucking Jeffrey Dahmer, like oh, wow. bangs him like five times, and then puts a fucking screwdriver to his eyeball okay makes him a zombie yeah all right joey what about you or <coughs> ck what about um, you go ahead ck 
I'm, I'm going to make this really simple. <laughs> I think they're all just going to go in one corner. <laughs> I, I can see that forget, too. God damn it! For, forget the forget the bear trap. Forget the hedge clippers, <laughs> and they're just gonna snuggle with each other. Oh, <laughs> even though he's soaked in piss, though. Oh, Kelly's soaked in piss. Oh man! I think they're just gonna they're gonna, they're gonna snuggle gonna and dig each it? other. All right. all right, I got it, I, Joey. I, what what do you have to make uh, of this? <clears throat> in this one, I figure um, Jeffrey Dahmer. When the bell rings, he's gonna go. He's gonna run for the hedge clippers because he loves decapitate motherfuckers and right. looking Cut at penises the faces off too. Yeah, true. And Dean Coral, he's gonna go for the the rusty bear trap. Now the problem is, halfway to getting the clippers, fucking Dahmer can't help but just keep looking over at R. Kelly and fucking wanting to be with him for being a beautiful man and right? also covered in piss. Like he he likes that too. Okay. So he's so distracted. Dean Coral gets that bear trap flings it over and traps fucking Dahmer by the fucking legs. Dahmer fucking never makes it to the fucking hedge clippers, so Coral grabs those, cuts off Dahmer's head. Oh, wow. And then fucking, that's it. Coral wins. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. Anybody I'm, can the Candyman can. <laughs> I'm thinking the Dahmer's nice. got definitely the physical uh, upper hand, but I, I like the idea of him being you know, a little off- kilter because he's smitten with yeah. R. Kelly, despite the fact he's, or in lieu of the fact that he's right. soaked up his, we don't know. We're not so, positive. We don't know. So, all right, very good. That's good. Batting around some good Killer Cage match. I think that's always fun to have. Right. We had a listener comment on Killer Cage match from last week, so that should be fun. Oh, yeah. All right, well, I think we've done plenty of mayhem tonight, so boys, let's hit that fucking outro. Hell yeah, some Sodom. Euthanasia was the song. Classic German thrash. You mentioned them, CK. Gotta love those guys. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Love the fucking Angel Ripper vocals and bass playing and just badass. So love those Still guys. Still remaining member. Yes, yes. He's a very cool dude, as a matter of fact. So very cool. Bumper music tonight. All German bands tonight gentlemen vendetta skeleton pit and sodom oh, yeah gotta love it uh there's so many great german bands you know i mean there's been just a uh, countless you know we could we could do a show just on german metal if we wanted oh, there's easily, a lot of easily. it there's a lot of it i actually been actually been looking into that um after i was doing some research on um vendetta yeah yeah, so that would actually be a cool up. bonus episode sometime. Yeah, and our our listener Paluga, but his band Annexation. Like, oh yeah, has a newer thrash band coming out of that's cool too. Yeah, that is cool, man. All right, so, uh, so, it's all good. Yeah, CK, who does your intro music? No other than Crisis. Fuck yeah, Murder Metal Mayhem intro, Chris. Low twelve, baby. What? Hell yeah. 
Six six fucking six music provided by who, Joey? Onslaught. All right, fucking A. Thanks to you guys out there listening. We keep seeing those numbers rolling in. Appreciate everybody's support by checking out the show. We got some really good feedback on the 150th uh, last week on Columbine, so there's a couple of comments about it, I think. Uh, Chris, what about the first one? Uh, Roxanne Jones says, I found your podcast by mistake two years ago, and I've been listening every week ever since. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thanks for putting up Thank you. That's awesome, Roxanne. That's how we love people so, finding sometimes, our shit. Like, by mistake. Sometimes like, that's the best way to find a show. Yeah. yeah exactly. Same with music, you yeah. know, stumbling on something. Shit, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris or uh, Joey, what was the next one? Uh, Denver Wilson 343 commented, the 150th was fantastic. You guys did an awesome job with Columbine, and I knew you would. Well, you're goddamn right. Hell God yeah. Damn right. Hell yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah, I uh, saw one of our 666 Club members commented on the Facebook page that it was just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, CK, what about the next one? Uh, Metal Up Your Ass 44 commented. The episode on Columbine was really good. I love the killer cage match with um, Harrison and Keebold. My money would have been on Keebold with the character like Pete and Chris thought. Cool beans. Thank you. Hell yeah. Klebold with the chainsaw. Chris, you and I thought that one. Semi. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. All right, and Sandra Evans comments, you guys fucking kill me every week. I really love to laugh after such a shitty... 2020 and 2021 so sorry your years have been shitty sandra but glad you like i hope you haven't been being uh, held in a fucking box right right against your will for those years because that would really suck that would be terrible that would be terrible (laughs) being force-fed murder metal mayhem (laughs) yeah (laughs) that could be pretty crazy david parker ray would have played in our podcast Oh while, yeah! While he was, he would have been all about it. Definitely, he would have just sat here and been like, "Yeah, that shit's fucked up." Like, <laughs> Those motherfuckers better feature me, <laughs> goddamn it! All right, uh, thanks to everybody out there supporting what we do. We really appreciate it. Horns high to everybody! Uh, don't forget to check out MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to the past episodes. We talk about them all the time. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You could check us out on all sorts of platforms, so do it and give us some feedback and some rank rating if you can. Uh, it helps us out, so thanks a lot. Uh, support the show. Join the 666 Club, patreon.com slash mayhem, and, of course, link to that in the episode description, three bucks a month. So nothing to just... Three bucks to help us out. We could buy some more Pop-Tarts, Chris. I like Pop-Tarts. That's right. Damn right. Uh, You could go to creationofchaos.com if you want to pick up one of the physical books. Uh, You can also get that in the episode description and links to the audio book that's out there on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. So appreciate those of you that have already done that. But if you're interested in horror, I got 13 stories in this one. I think it's a good collection. It includes... The novella I wrote called A Dreadful Life. Brad Tucker does the audio for that on the audiobook. It's fucking amazing. So it's really good. I used Brad for two stories and I did the rest. Uh, check out my other podcast, voiceofdread.com. Me and CK just did one here about beta readers. 
So you can yep. check that out. Chris and Joey are going to do one with me. We're going to do it on Hellraiser, I think. Hell yeah. Uh, and that'll be fucking badass. So uh, I'll keep you posted on that one. And uh, we can't let him go without hearing a karaoke song. I was out of town this weekend. I did not get a chance to do one, a new one. But I thought this narcissistic bitch would, would enjoy this one. So this one's for her. Until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. Since it's almost Halloween, keep your hand dipped in that fucking bottle of fucking goddamn candy. Okay. You walked in to the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Strategically dip below one eye Your stomach was apricot You had one eye in the mirror as You watched yourself gavot And all the girls dreamed that they'd be your partner They'd be your partner and You're so vain You probably think this song is about you so vain. I bet you think this song is about you Don't you, don't you You had me several years ago When I was still quite naive Well you said that we made such a pretty pair And that you would never leave But you gave away the things you loved one of them was me I had some dreams They were clouds in my coffee Clouds in my coffee And you're so vain You probably think this song is about you You're so vain I bet you think this song is about you Don't you, don't you, don't you Yeah. I had some dreams there were clouds in my coffee, clouds in my coffee and you're so vain You probably think this song is about you You're so vain I bet you think this song is about you Don't you, don't you Well I hear you went up to Saratoga And your horse naturally won then you flew your legion to Nova Scotia See a total eclipse of the sun Well, you're where you should be all the time And when you're not, you're with Some underworld's fire Wife of a close friend Wife of a close friend And you're so vain You probably think this song is about You think this song is about you, don't you, don't you?